White, flowing fabric and sweaty, glistening flesh collided, then swam together before her eyes. Everything swirled like a sexual whirlpool all around, inviting her to dive into its carnal depths. Her brain could no longer keep up with what she saw. The contents of her stomach pitched, and her body swooned. Suddenly, a smooth satin hand came to her rescue and slipped around her elbow, and somehow the uneasiness evaporated instantly. A woman with dark, piercing eyes and long, wavy blonde hair stood at her side. Let's not get carried away just yet. The woman wore a floor-length, scantily-cut toga that cascaded down and whispered over her milky skin, her small, dark areolas visible beneath the thin fabric. Welcome, she said with soft seduction. Hypnotized. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and Smashwords. Hey, Lurid listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks podcast. This is Rose Carraway. As I mentioned before, there's a ton of stuff that I've been working on. I hope you're all enjoying Nobilis's erotica, because it's really cool. I hope you especially enjoyed my guest reading on Nobilis erotica. Angela Caperton's story, Tourist. It's episode 258. Check it out. And just to let you know, I am putting the finishing touches on the next episode for the Sexy Librarian podcast that's featuring Selena Kitt. Between the two of us, we are going to get you going. And I really hope that you guys are enjoying my ebook, Hypnotized. I enjoy reading it still. Um, go ahead and check it out at Smashwords. I recommend there because you can get it for whatever ebook reader that you have and you don't have to worry about any of the annoying, intrusive marketing or nagging emails. So go ahead and check it out, Hypnotized at Smashwords. Give it to your favorite lover too, and then you guys will have a really good time. I promise. And now, Voodoo Dildo, Part 2. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern were lounging on the back of my couch, and for once, not offering each other any reach-arounds. I sat scratching their ears, telling them about my latest favorite thing. If I were Julie Andrews, I wouldn't sing of anything else. He was all I could think about. That's right, he. My phenomenal dildo. But the old gypsy's words still echoed in my mind. I had to bring her a man. Because, she warned, after the third time I used the dildo, he would become useless. The hag didn't refer to the dildo as a thing. She'd called it a he, too. I think I started to understand why. The man I needed to bring to the gypsy had to be young and virile. She didn't expand on exactly why, just that I was to bring him to the alley where I'd met her. I had a sinking feeling that it wasn't for something good, because if she was expecting a little hanky-panky from some young stud, I was in trouble. There wasn't a man on earth that would fuck an old, wrinkled hag like her. 
I considered paying for a gigolo or something, but my shoestring budget couldn't afford one. So I sat there on the couch, fondly stroking my two cats and the dildo. Later, I'd committed an epic fail when Phone Guy called. I was completely distracted. He hung up on me. I just wasn't in the mood after the masturbating masterpiece in the bathroom stall. The dildo was tucked into my waistband beneath my shirt, and I constantly had to touch it for six long hours. Now that I was home, I imagined never leaving the house again. I was obsessed with it, but I had to be careful. The gypsy hag said that if I tried to use it more than three times before bringing her a man, then it would stop working. How could that be? I tried to convince myself that if I never saw her again, the dildo and I would be just fine. So I went into my room and lit every candle I had and stripped down to nothing. Let's have a little party, shall we? I whispered to my dildo while cradling it in my loving hands. My bed springs squeaked as I lay down. The flames and floral scents from the candles gave the room a romantic glow as I held the wooden toy up, Lion King style, with both hands to admire its color, its shape, its power. Forget about the pornos. Forget about phone guy and forget about the world, baby. You are all I will ever need. I brought it to my lips and traced feather-soft kisses down the smooth shaft, rubbed my finger along the engraved markings, and then took the head into my mouth to get it wet. I was immediately washed with the sexual scent of sandalwood. The warm breath was next to my ear, and I stopped sucking my dildo. The scent and warm breath lifted away. I instantly missed it. I yearned and ached to have it back. I ran a test. Lying back again, with my head on my pillow, I brought the wide-plumed tip back to my mouth, and the sensual breath returned to my ear, and my lungs expanded to breathe in the sandalwood smell. As soon as I halted again, so too did the magical eroticism. I asked the flickering candles, How is this possible? And then peered at the dark wooden dildo. Well, I'm not a fool, so I brought it back into my mouth. Without clothes hindering my lust, my fingers explored all my favorite places. I squeezed my breasts, tugged my nipples, and at last slowly circled my clit, all while a hot masculine breath surrounded me. There wasn't a soul in the room but me, except for the man spirit somehow coming from the dildo. The more I licked and sucked, the harder and deeper the spirit breaths became. I put two fingers inside my pussy while taking the dildo all the way back to my throat. The enticing breaths grew heavier, and I felt the dildo go deeper inside my mouth. 
but I could only do this for so long before I needed more than just my fingers. I thought I heard the soft sound of disappointment when I stopped, and then the heavy breaths returned when I promptly shoved the dildo inside my pussy. To fuck myself with it. There were now two of us in the room. I could feel him. His gruff, throaty breaths fell against my cheek. I spread my legs and turned my head to the side. The dildo was completely immersed except for the very bottom edge where I held it tightly. As I came to the verge of absolute ecstasy, I opened my eyes and saw his shadow, long and strong, against my wall. I lifted a leg and the shadow held it up. I could feel the strength of him, but when I looked down at my body, no one was there. I lifted both legs and let the man spirit hold them. It felt like he was fucking me. A nebula of fire and liquid ignited inside my body. Arching towards the ceiling, I convulsed with unimaginable rapture. Since I didn't work the next day until noon, I went for round two with my voodoo dildo. And after I rested and was ready for a third round, I received a startling realization. No matter how much I worked it, no matter how much I sucked on it, my voodoo dildo brought me zero pleasure. It was for all intents and purposes, dead. I could hear the cackling echoes of the gypsy in the back of my mind. I panicked. What's crawled up your ass and died, Lisa? I rubbed my temples, then quickly felt for the dildo tucked in my waistband for the umpteenth time. Nothing. I'm just not in the mood for any shit, all right? She was only halfway done with her current lucky strike and already pulling a second out of the carton. Dolores had been teasing me about Phone Guy for the last ten minutes, and it was making my nerves scream. Like you're ever in the mood, she grumbled. Shut up, Dolores! I was worried about my dildo. I considered asking Fink to come with me downtown and have the old gypsy hag meet him, but one look at his scrawny ass, and I knew Fink couldn't fill the old woman's order. I was holding up the wall, waiting for phone guy to call. A billowing cloud of smoke engulfed the phone center, and Fink gave Dolores a pale-faced look of disgust. Damn it, Dolores, if you don't blow that shit the other way, I'm going to tell the manager. I mean it. His skinny, tattooed arms waved at the swirling fog. You would, you rat, Fink. Fink gave her a nice, single-fingered gesture and then went on break, early. At 7.45, Fink's phone rang. And for the first time in a really long time, I was nervous. Thank you for calling the shanty. This is Lisa. How can I take your order? I was sweating, 
My hands were shaking, but when I heard his breathing over the phone line, I relaxed a little. Thank God I hadn't pissed him off too much yesterday when I rushed his directions. Yeah, you're that pizza joint over on the 7th and Zeppelin, right? Phone guy asked. No, um, how was I going to do this? Panic tried to seize my nerves, but I gripped the phone and swallowed. I want to meet you. Silence mingled with a soft electronic buzz in the earpiece as I waited for Phone Guy's response. After a pregnant pause, he still hadn't hung up, so I broke the silence. I've been wanting for some time now to ask you. After yesterday, I feel like I owe you more than directions. Please? Again, I waited. I could hear his breathing. He tried to answer me, but I could hear the words get caught in his throat. Listen, I promise you won't be disappointed. I want to do this for you. I owe you for screwing up so badly last time. Don't you think? You did piss me off a little, he finally answered. Ordinarily, I would have screamed at him to shove the phone up his ass until it came out of his nose, but I needed him to cooperate. I swallowed my aggravation and tried to sound polite and humble. I know, and I'm sorry. Please, let me make it up to you. I'll even bring us some beer, okay? Where? he asked. Adrenaline caused my kneecaps to shake uncontrollably. I couldn't believe I was going through with this. Dolores was gawking at me like my head was on backwards. You know where the Dada Dupe record store is? The one with the porn shop in the back, on Main, in Old Town? A guy like him had to know. If he didn't, I would have done a trapeze act with my eyes closed. Yeah? Well, there's an alley about half a block east, towards a little food market. Meet me there tonight, at midnight. Oh, and wear something sexy. I needed to empty my stomach. I hung up the phone and ran to the bathroom, almost knocking Fink on his ass as he came through the swinging kitchen door. I swore under my breath that the fucking gypsy better not be having me for a fool. Because right now, I was serving myself up on a nice rape platter with possible death as a side garnish. After I helped close up the shanty, and because I wanted to tally up a few good deeds, I waited for Dolores' mom to pick her up, and then hopped the bus into Old Town. That late at night, traffic was nothing, and I didn't hear the bus driver cuss once. The rain had at least stopped. I was grateful for that. But it was dark and cold, and there were shadows everywhere. I had no idea what phone guy looked like, but my ears were perked for the sound of footsteps as I leaned against the food market's brick siding. A nearby dumpster was full of rotting produce, but thankfully the rain and cold air muted the stench a bit while I waited. The sound of a truck engine was coming up the street, and I scooted to the other side of the dumpster to hide. If it was phone guy, I would know by his voice. I suddenly had a sinking feeling that he might not be alone, and when the truck came to a stop, directly in front of the alley's entrance, 
the fact that I was having a change of heart about the whole meeting didn't mean shit. I stayed tucked behind the dumpster and waited, praying that phone guy was alone. Boot heels scraped the wet asphalt as a man's denim-clad figure ambled into the alleyway. I was half annoyed that phone guy, if this was him, thought that a denim jacket and jeans was sexy. Men. Anybody here? He called out with that familiar, raspy, deep voice I'd grown accustomed to. I couldn't find it within myself to move and chewed my lower lip, wishing that the gypsy was here already so that I could boot-scoot it out of there. Hello? He called again. Before I chewed a hole in my lip, I answered, I'm here. You're alone, right? I would be able to tell if he was lying. I knew his voice that well. Yeah, I'm alone. You are too, right? It wouldn't hurt my feelings if you brought a friend. Only if it was a girl, though. Phone guy was close to pissing me off again, and I almost crushed the to-go cup of beer. Before I ruined everything, I found that calm center I frequently leaned on when dealing with shitheads. It's just me, unfortunately. I gathered up my courage, or stupidity, I don't know for sure which, and then walked out from behind the dumpster. I forgot glasses, so we'll have to drink out of the cup. I took a couple of slow steps, and so did he. I could tell he was nervous. His hands were still in his pockets. When we were just a couple of steps apart, I held the to-go cup out to him. He took it and lifted the plastic lid. You want the first drink? Well, at least there was still a little gentleman in him. I took the heavy cup of beer and then a very light sip. I wanted all my wits about me. Not much of a drinker, huh? Phone guy asked. The moonlight shone on the top of his head and I could see he was nothing like what I pictured at all. Strands of long, thin hairs were combed over his shiny, bald scalp and his belly protruded like a catfish. Then I remembered that he ordered pizza Monday through Friday. I shook my head no, feeling again in my waistband for my dildo. There was a fraction of reassurance that I was doing the right thing, though it scared me out of my mind to be standing there with Phone Guy, who thought I was there for a good roll in the alleyway. He took a healthy swig, wiped his chin on the back of his denim sleeve, then stepped closer and closed the gap between us. I'm glad you wanted to meet. Phone Guy was a smoker, and I could taste the nicotine on his breath. Me too. I said hollowly. Without any more ceremony, Phone Guy leaned down and kissed my neck. I froze. Where was the fucking gypsy? Whiskers sanded the side of my jaw and I squeezed my eyes shut. If that hag didn't get here soon, I was going to knee Phone Guy in the nuts if I could find them under his enormous belly, and then run home to forever mourn the loss of my magic dildo. He offered me the cup again, and while I took another light sip, 
His hands slipped out of his pockets and clutched my breasts. My throat forgot the basic functions for swallowing. I almost sucked beer into my lungs and choked. As his hands began to slide down my waist, I snapped too. I couldn't let him find my dildo. I, I like it when you grab my tits. No problem. He happily complied. He was a man who liked directions, after all. His mouth squished over mine, and I thought I would throw up, but then I heard the faint sound of footsteps, and then the soft, chalky chortle of a woman who was on in years. Phone Guy didn't hear her. His heavy, overweight breaths blew between his face and mine like gusts of wind. I let him continue his clumsy, gusty kissing and rough fondling as the light footsteps neared. She stood, silent, behind him. Phone Guy tugged my shirt out of my pants and the dildo slipped down my leg. Inside, I panicked, but remained still as he lowered his mouth to my exposed breast. As soon as his head lowered, I could see the old stubby gypsy. She held a knife that glinted in the moonlight and raised it upwards towards the night sky while thrusting her thick pelvis forward and back. Then she lowered the knife, gesturing with it like it was a sharp cock. Her hips thrust right behind Phone Guy, who still had no idea she was there. I was a part of her plan, a distraction while she prepared. Loud smacking and raspy grunts sounded against my chilled skin as Phone Guy sucked greedily on my breasts. The gypsy was moving in a rhythmic way, dancing silently as a ghost, performing her strange voodoo ceremony. Her eyes glinted like obsidian black beetles and looked directly at me. I was suddenly compelled to remove Phone Guy's pants. To my horror, I got down to my knees with puppet-like motions, and then one buckle, one button, and one zipper later, Phone Guy's jeans were down around his ankles, and I was stroking his cock. Suck on it for me. His pleading voice cut through my disgust. But my senses weren't completely dulled. Whatever diseases Phone Guy might have had, I didn't want any. So I pushed against the vague puppet strings that directed my movements and stood back up. Suck on my tits a little more first. He didn't seem to have a problem and complied again. I stayed frozen, unsure of what I should do. My dildo was resting safely on the top of my shoe, still hidden by my slacks. But all I could think was that if I moved, it would fall, and then Phone Guy might accidentally step on it in the dark. Hurt it. In a mass of silvery hair shining in the moonlight, and with impressive strength and speed, the hag suddenly pounced with all the lithe impressiveness of a cat. She lunged at Phone Guy, hooked an arm around his neck and yanked him down to the ground in one swift motion. He yelped when my breast was pulled out of his mouth with a loud sloppy suction and his body hit the wet asphalt with a hard smack. What the fuck is going on here? He yelled. 
but the gypsy just cackled and swung the sharp knife over her head. And in another swift motion, phone guy became a eunuch. From the folds of her skirts, the gypsy quickly exchanged the knife for what looked like a stubby piece of firewood. She chanted while holding Phone Guy's manhood in one hand and the wood in the other. Her ancient words of dark magic sent goosebumps over my skin and trickled chills down my spine like sharp, cold needles. Phone Guy was completely still and silent. In the moonlight, I could see the look of surprise frozen on his face. There was an electric sputtering sound, and then there came a magical boom. One of the gypsy's hands was now empty, while in the other, I saw that the tree branch changed shape to become a dildo, similar to the one I had. I quickly retrieved mine from my pant leg and pressed it to my chest for protection as much as comfort. Then, with another bright flash of light and more electric sputtering, another boom blasted the air around us, and I saw Fungi's body lighten in color until it was white as a ghost, and then it levitated up into the air. His mouth still open in shock. His voice was forever gone. His body became smoky, wispy like a ghost, and with another dancing chant, the gypsy cast Fungi's apparition into the new dildo. What have you done? I couldn't believe what I'd just seen. It couldn't be real. But as I pressed my dildo harder to my chest, possessively, Fearfully, I knew it had to be. The gypsy lifted the many layers of shirts, exposing her old breasts, and then began thrusting and gesticulating again with another final chilling chant. Then she lowered her shirt layers and tucked the new dildo into the gathered folds of her skirts. They say a woman can't truly bend a man to her will. Ha! But you did. We did. And it was easy, yes? Her cackles hurt my ears. I stood there aghast. Man is not so kind and gracious. No, he is single-minded and repugnant. My sisters, mothers, and grandmothers were burned at the stake like small forests because of him. But I will never be shallowly buried. Her cackles echoed in the alleyway, chilling my bones until I felt them rattle. She gave her hips several more last thrusts and laughed as she did so. When her elation was spent, she walked to me, breathing heavily. The moon showed the sweat glistening across her brow and its shadows deepened her wrinkles. But her eyes still shined beetle-bright. You see, this way, we eliminate the unnecessary elements and keep the only thing we can't live without. 
With that, she extended one thick, knobby finger and touched my dildo. I felt it come to life, and I breathed a shaky relief. I silently cried for the horror I'd witnessed, the death I'd seen. I cried for joy as I felt the familiar tingle between my thighs, deep inside my stomach. I never saw the old gypsy hag after that. And I am truly happy that my dildo is there for me, anytime I want it. For Stupid Fish Productions, this is Rose Carraway. Musical artists Gosprom, The Chairman, Fancy Mike, Grapes, Universildo, Piccola Orchestra, Silent Strike, Invaku, and the featured credit song See You by Rocketship Park. If you liked what you heard and want more, subscribe so that you can get the next show, Outland 1313. Come and see me at the Sexy Librarian podcast, too. Don't forget to check out that ebook I just put out called Hypnotized. I can't sing, I cannot dance, but I can write erotica. Check it out wherever ebooks are sold. You're gonna like it. If you want, you can twatter me. I will twat you back. In fact, let's twat. We can twat together. Twat did you say? I can't hear you. Stupid fish. Do you hear that? <laughs> it reminds me when my brother was, um, when my brother was, oh, 
10 or so, he got the chicken pox. Well, we all did at the same time. My mother made us all rub together to get it. But he got chicken pox on his scalp. And he was hallucinating like me. And together we were touching our our scalps, popping the chicken pox and saying, can you hear them? Can you hear them? <laughs> they were popping. That was funny. <laughs> Oh, see, now it's the hick and he's going to come out. I'm going to read the whole story. Oh, no. Uh, I try to forget the, the redneck.